All right, welcome in, Hawk Ritz Podcast, episode 125. Travis Jadon and Spencer Maddox in studio. We're going to get going soon, but first, Spencer is going to tell us a little about Coach's Corner. That's right, our title sponsor. Head on over to Coach's Corner at 3016 East Victory Drive. Best wings in the city. They're awesome. Yes. Uh, go ahead and call ahead at 912-352-2933 or visit at coaches.net. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, all the socials, Instagram. Check them out. That's right. When you go, tell them we sent you. Also, check out the other shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. That's Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain, the NASCAR show on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Archived on YouTube. Who is on First Base Baseball podcast with Carl Damasi and Kyle Lawson. Then Carl regularly on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings talking local sports. You can find all of that on Facebook. You can find all the sports you want at Coach's Corner. Get there and tell them we sent you. All right, let's get after it for our 125th time. Hot Reds Podcast. Ain't nobody gonna this your boy I have always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, cranking the heat or something. Yeah. Him right in the face. Punch a little baby right in. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. Come on, You over there. All right, Spencer, back for episode 125. Are you, how are you feeling today? And I got to ask this because of several reasons. We're recording on Monday, as we do. We went out last night, Sunday night, for your birthday. More on that in a second. But this is the last episode of Hot Grits that you will ever record in your 20s. Uh, assuming that you're recording this right now and we yeah. don't have to re record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your 20s. Are you, what is it, bittersweet? Um, no, dude, I feel wise, man. My body mm. feels about 45 years old as opposed to 30 right now, but I feel wise. I feel like I'm hitting my stride. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Uh, yeah, not much to say. 20, I don't think 20s you're were in fun. a good place, though, because last night when I saw you leaving the bar, it was, uh, I'll just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. There's no way around it, right? It wasn't that bad, dude. You were it wasn't rumbling, like I was rumbling, like, stumbling. Yeah, but it wasn't around, like I was bro. like fighting people or like you know, yeah, throwing up. I wasn't that bad off. And plus, I don't ever get like I've gotten drunk, drunk twice this year. Period. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, we we believe you. Yeah. So and they just so happen to be in the past two weeks, back to back. But all good. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to do that kind of thing when you turn 30 though. Yeah. That's the thing, dude. This is like kind of a last hurrah. You know what I that mean? Was like, that was it for you. Yeah. That was it for a while. I, mostly because I physically cannot handle it, dude. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it was, I mean, both of us were late as shit to record today. And, uh, man, I, w I had to wake up early fun, this morning dude. too. And I was feeling it. I, as many people will know, I'm not a heavy drinker. Yeah. Not, not really my style. But I got after it on the Sabbath last night. I yeah. got after it Sunday night. Happy birthday to Spencer. Thanks, dude. Also, happy birthday to my old man. Yeah. Uh, not turning 30 uh, on the 26th. So that's Tuesday today if you're listening to it on time. Spencer, you're turning 30 on the 27th. So do you have any questions for me as far like, do you want any advice on how to be 30? Um, I feel like I haven't turned 30 yet, and I'm already mm. doing it better than you, so no. But... That's not pop. I mean, you're not 30 yet. <laughs> I know, but I can't be worse at being 30 than you. Fair. Right? Yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. 
Fair. Um, all right. Well, I guess we start with. Also, I'm playing a badass course on Wednesdays. So. I want to start with. Yeah, and you still haven't caddied for me. <laughs> are you ever going to caddy yeah, for me? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. You got to set it up, though. I mean, how many times are we going to do are this? Are you back ever going to caddy for me? You got to set it bro? up. You got to set it up, and I'll be there. Mondays. Um, you, had a, you, you had a bit of fame. Oh, we yeah. Sh- I we popped. We shouldn't get too I far. I popped. There was a truck that crashed into Ellis Square, hurting five people. Not a funny story, not a no. bit. But Spencer finally getting into the content <sighs> game you. takes out his phone, dude, records it perfectly, <laughs> then sends me the video immediately, and I get it up quickly, post it quickly, and all of these news stations immediately start, including ABC, not the local affiliate, yeah. ABC News reached out, and while you're at work bartending downtown. I'm like frantically trying to reach you because they need permission to use the video. <laughs> and it was on dude. like every newscast on Sunday night. So funny, dude. The uh, That's how it would can, happen. Can I tell you like how that went down from my perspective? So yeah. we hear screaming like bloody murder. And I'm like, oh, shit, it happened again. Like somebody yeah, just got shooting. capped. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, immediately you could just tell it wasn't some kind of shooting because there was no like – you didn't hear any gunshots. Like after the initial like shock of it, something happened, and everybody's running away from Ellis Square. So we're so, talking like six thirty p.m. Saturday night. Yeah, right like during the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Afternoon, and I like like an idiot run to what everyone is running away from. Like I wasn't even. No, no, I'm I'm like a proud papa. That's not. That is exactly what you do. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Keep going. And, uh, yeah, I got the video. That was wild, bro. Like, apparently the guy had, like, a heart attack or a stroke or something. He was an older dude. Yeah. Everybody originally thought he was, like, drunk. And, and exactly. Like, the the blame the blaming of him, like, quickly, yeah, like, got out of bro. hand. Dude. Yeah. And I was like, and, and I think that I, like, I knew pretty quickly that it was um, not that, like, that it wasn't a drunk scenario, but... I, I heard that he had a heart attack behind the wheel and like when all when we, when that video posted it went like semi viral quickly yeah like it was at I think it was at like fifteen hundred views within the first like three hours and so obviously a lot of people are in the replies you can check it out on Twitter by the way yeah at podcast grits um, all the people in the replies asking for more details and I'm like bro I'm thinking to myself like what am I gonna am I really like gonna respond and like try to guess or like things that i don't know for sure yeah you know what i mean so i did not do that i didn't even i didn't even see all that shit that was happening on twitter i posted on my snapchat originally Mm -hmm. and people were replying like crazy dude so that's when i sent it to you like i had like 30 like snaps about it in like the first like minute and a half so how long how long did you take so you took the video then i'm guessing you immediately posted to snap it was within like 10 minutes you had it and it was on twitter it was not long okay yeah so that video is the only, as far as I know, the only video that surfaced yeah. minutes after it happened. Yeah. Um, and it was wild. And hopefully, I don't know how to phrase this. Hopefully, you'll start doing that more often. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, when's the last time you put something that was on the news? You know what I mean? It's been a hot minute. Hey, now. Yeah. Wait, you mean a video? Yeah. Probably never. Yeah. I was on the news in 2010. I was... Uh, average 5.3 points per game as a senior. Yeah. Honorable mention all region. Hoopster. Um, that might have been the last time, though. So yep. congrats, dude. I was like that a was proud cool, though, papa. Huh? That I was, was cool. a proud papa. That was dope. You, you didn't have any old people reach out to you and say that they heard your name or saw your name on the news? No. Uh, like, 
that says a lot about local news. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that I was on multiple affiliates. If it was just like, I wanted WJCL to not run it because that's like the clown show one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was cool with WSAV, but WJCL is tough, dude. They yeah. frequently like mispronounce words and talk about stories that like the picture behind them isn't relevant to. You know what I mean? Like right. they, get, they get the production all messed up. But uh, wow. Yeah. Now you're all bougie. Now you're a content bougie. Artist. Yeah, dude. Give me on uh, give me on WTOC and WSAV. Do you know what WTOC stands for? No, no shot. No. I don't know if this is correct, but I'm gonna say it. Welcome to our city. No. You don't think so? No. That's probably just the uh, yeah. It's just like this is the network letters. Yeah. I like Welcome to Our City though. All right. Um, while while I talk about the Braves and where they're at right now, 58 and 39. I don't know if that's correct. I think it is. Yeah, 58 and 39. You can try to figure out an acronym for WJCL and like what, okay. what that stands for. Not um, 98.5% chance postseason Braves, 5.5% um, for the World Series. So it went down slightly on the World Series odds. Right. Um, so they did well against the Angels, won three of four. Ian Anderson got pissed on again. Yeah. Um, in the finale, there's a lot of talk about what they're going to do with him, whether they're going to send him down and bring up Kyle Muller. I feel like a lot of people have forgotten what Kyle Muller looked like at the big league level, which was Sean Newcomb light. Yeah. That's not good. You don't ever want to look like Sean Newcomb or pitch like him or act like him, period. The only other, the worst thing you could say about someone is that they pitch like Mark Fultonevich. Yeah. A close second would be Sean Newcomb. So I don't know if I like sending Ian Anderson down, but are you more worried about him or Ronnie Baseball? Ronnie Acuna hitting, I think, 140 over the last month. And then 116 over the last 20. I'm still not still not worried about Ronnie Acuna. Still not. Like, he'll eventually turn it around, but yeah. this is the first time that we've seen a sustained below-average run. Like, it's not like he's not doing well for Acuna standards. Yeah. He's not doing well for big league standards. Well, I mean, he still comes off as, like, fairly young to me. You know what I mean? Like, fairly immature. And he hasn't really had, like, any kind of adversity so far in his career other than the injury. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, we're going to see how he bounces back from that. I think he's going to learn a lot about himself. I, I know this sounds corny, but, like, he's got to go through something at some point, right? Like, he's not the best player of all time. There's no way. So, like, he's got to go through some kind of sustained slump, at least for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's interesting to— He's still making an impact, dude. Like, mm. I mean, he's still got the cannon out in right field. There's still, like— Do you think he looks— like, there have been questions about, and I've never been this guy, and I won't start being this guy, but I'll just pose it to the room here. Yeah. There are questions about his, you know, want to, his effort. That's, that's what I'm getting his at. Hustle, like, like, his work ethic is is that's something troublesome. You, yeah. But, I mean, he comes off as a like, uber competitor. You know what I mean? And I think if he disappoints himself, he'll bounce back from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yes and no. Am I worried about it? I, I kind of saw something like this coming, honestly, with Ronnie. Like, he does look, like, kind of immature, and I think he's going to grow out of that. But, no, I'm not worried about his talent or – he's still in really good shape, dude. Like, I mean, if he were if he were coming into camp fat as fuck and, like – Like Pablo Sandoval? Yeah, if he, like, wasn't – if he didn't, like, physically look good, I think baseball is just such a skill sport that he's going to – like, he can't rely on talent all the time. So, at some point, he's going to have to put in the work. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, 
Acuna struggling, Ian Anderson struggling. Can I offer a reason that they're both that each is struggling, and then you d- you tell me, fact or fiction? What do you think? Yes. Okay. All right. Pause real quick. I'm gonna hit my inhaler, and we can cut this out. I want to leave it in. Oh, that's a big old hit, dude. <sighs> Needed it. All right. Continue. Okay. So. Ian Anderson struggling mightily this season. Kevin Herter, who he went to high school with, traded out of Atlanta. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he's struggling. I think that's a fact, dude. I think he was mm. I think they were close. I think Atlanta deserves some bad karma for sending Carter. A game yeah, game 7 hero out of town, which is a joke, dude. Like that trade didn't need to happen, and it only happened for monetary reasons, like to keep them below the cap. And I guess, like, if you want to make the argument, money reasons, but that trade made them worse. Um, or not money reasons, minutes reasons. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of not a lot of minutes to go around, and him and Bogdanovich are the, kind of the same player. But Curter balls, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ian Anderson balls. You trade his buddy out of town. The Hawks fucked the Braves on there, this one. There really probably wasn't enough room in the city of Atlanta for two ball sacks yeah. of that size. Yeah. You're just talking about and a dude, lot of space. Hawks fans have never appreciated Kevin Herter. Never appreciated Kevin Herter. And you know why? And now Braves fans are turning on Ian Anderson. Yeah. They they haven't appreciated Kevin Herter. And I'll just come out and say it. It's because he's white, It's because he's white? It's because he's white. You think yeah. that's why Ian Anderson's struggling, too? It's because he's white? Uh, no. He never had a choice but to be white with a name like Ian Anderson. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, okay, Ronald Acuna, who, by the way, quote from Ron Washington, the deliverer of great quotes, Ron Washington, quote, they all go through this. He missed a lot of baseball because of the torn ACL, and he's young. He's been do- doing a lot on his talent alone. Kind of what I said. Now he's got to start doing some of this stuff on his intelligence. That's a, that. that's a strange quote. I don't know what the intelligence part means. It seemed, and remember a couple weeks ago when they signed Acuna? Did I read you that quote from Washington about Cano and about how Cano could rub off on guys like Acuna? Yeah. It's, there's been a few quotes from Raw Washington about Acuna specifically. Yeah. So I would offer this as a reason, similar to the same as Ian Anderson. Since Ozzie Albies has gone down, Ronald Acuna's main guy on and off the field, not there. Not only is he not in the lineup, he's not in the dugout or yeah. the clubhouse. And I just wonder, like, I don't know that that's the reason, but that can't be helping intelligence or mental state for Ronald King. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and, something, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about Thousands about of miles from home, or maybe not thousands of miles. I don't know how far Venezuela is, but Neither do you're I. really far away from home. You know, uh, all these, like, people that you're used to seeing all the time aren't around you. Uh, you went through some, like, pretty serious injury stuff. Like, he was unable to walk for a little bit you know yeah um so i think there's a lot of that and also he's still an above average starter right now like by the numbers you know what i mean it's not like he's like terrible yes he's had a terrible month but he's gonna bounce back dude and no i'm not worried like if he gives you 800 ops he doesn't have to be a star if he gives you 800 ops the rest of the way fine dude still a world series contender yeah and then he's doing other stuff like stealing the base stealing bases Pretty good defense in right field and a cannon. Yeah, give me that. Um, Duvall, Adam Duvall. 
out for the year now with a wrist injury. I think now, look, one week from Tuesday is the trade deadline, August 2nd. I do think now that now that Duvall is out, it might force Anthopoulos's hand not not to get an impact outfielder, but right now you would have Eddie Rosario playing primarily against right-handers. Yeah. You don't have the right-handed outfielder now to platoon with Rosario, so you'd be looking at Heredia two probably two times a week. Yeah. Sometimes four times a week, like you don't want to be platooning Heredia. So I do think right-handed outfield bat might be somewhere that they go. Like it won't be the main priority. Certainly I think a starter should be the main priority. At least one starter for the Braves. Um and then bullpen. But look, there's going to be a lot of guys the Red Sox the way that they're playing. I would assume Nathan Avaldi goes on the trade block very soon. Yeah. Um there's a lot of places they could look for outfielders, but I, I'm very interested in these next 48 hours. Because you'll remember, like, Anthopolis didn't wait till the trade deadline to acquire yeah. last year, and he has a history of doing this. He gets out ahead of it a little bit by, like, 72 hours usually. So that would tell me almost by, always, by the end of this week. It's almost always better to set the market than react to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Almost always. Almost always. Unless you're the Hawks when they trade – all their picks for one guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top 30 guy. Still happy about it, but... So, the Braves, 1.5 games back, I believe, from the Mets. Um, and we've talked about people, players, playing poorly. What about the young, handsome? Young, handsome Babe Ruth, Austin Riley. He is, might be the best player in baseball. Though. Dude, he's absolutely stroking the thing right now. Uh, I think, let's see, 12 multi-hit games in his last 19. Uh, I think he's riding a 16-game hitting streak. Yeah. Um, leads all of baseball in the month of July in basically every category under the sun. Hits, homers, RBIs, war, OPS, all of those. He's yeah. number one in baseball. And, dude, it, doesn't it feel like if he wins an MVP that we win an MVP? Yeah, you, we you do. Know, yeah, yeah. We deserve, we do win the we deserve MVP. yeah. And on that note, I think it was last episode or a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the odds for Austin Riley to win the MVP of, of the National League were the same odds. For Tiger Woods to win the British Open. That's how I remember. I know. You've been holding this over my head ever since I walked in. Like, you won't tell me. And, I'm, of course, I'm not going to Google it, dog. So, hit me with it. He was plus 6,600 two weeks ago. Right now, Austin Riley, plus 2,000. To win the NL MVP. Creeping up, dude. And, dude, I think by the time that we record next time that we could be looking in the three digits. Yeah. We should have hit it on plus 6,600. Absolutely. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't you do that? Uh, you know? You fucked us, dude. You know? Three versus the Phillies. Three versus Mike Anthony's Phillies this week. And then around the corner, nine games in August for the Braves against the Mets. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I don't think Mike Soroka is ever going to throw another pitch again in the big leagues. This guy... Has the worst luck I've ever it's seen. It's awful, man. Like, you have Unreal. to feel so bad for him. Yeah. Rehab start takes a just a bullet to the knee. Like, he just got shot, dude. I want the name of the man that, that hit that ball, though. Yeah. Because, like, do you not have a heart? Do you not have a heart? Canadian, Mike Soroka, super nice guy, and then you're just going to plow him in the knee, like, with a ball? That sucks. And it, was, it wasn't even a rehab, was it? Like, I, don't I, know. I, think I think it's like a simulated game. Right, dude. So, like, maybe let's not 
put the guy that's been out for seven years out on the bump behind, like not behind an L screen or something. What are we doing, dude? Ron Washington talking about intelligence. What are we doing? Oh, man. Troublesome, bro. Um, all right, well, I'm trying to think. Anything else around the Braves? Oh, do you want to? I'll, I'll, I'll open the floor here. Orlando Arcia hit another home run. Yeah, he's so good, dude. He's so good at baseball, and I love how everybody, everybody hits you up every time he does well. It's unreal. I have to, it's I have awesome. to turn my phone, like, I have to turn it on. Do not, do not disturb. Dude, the Colts shows up. The, co- the Colts shows up every time one of my takes ends up being right and yours ends up being wrong. You just get shit on, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> well, can I offer um, an alternative take yeah. as to why my original take is still correct? Okay. When they signed Robinson Cano, the Braves, Arcia started playing better because he was not playing six days a week because he never should have been playing full time. Therefore, Orlando Arcia is good in the role that he should be in, which is the role that he's in now. Cano, who knows what's going to happen with him. He leaves the game with dizziness, which is like, damn it, dude. At least like fake an ankle. Use your eyes like Eddie Rosario milked that for all it was worth. He sat out for months. You got to think he's going to start hitting, dude. Who, Arcia or Ar- Cano? No, 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 Rosario. Oh, Eddie Rosario? I yeah. do think, yeah, I do think he's starting to he come looks, around. He looks better. He, I mean, the results might not be there all the way, but, like, he's not missing the ball by, like, a foot now, you know? True. Like, I, I don't know. You just got to – and all, all he has to do is hit for power. Like, who gives a shit if his on-base percentage is below 300? Who gives a shit if he's hitting 220? If he's right. hitting the ball over the wall, that's all you need. Out of the 6-7 hole, give, yeah. me, give me 12 home runs the rest of the way. Good with that. Are you worried that if the Braves fall back again to like five, five or six games back from the Mets, I still don't think that that I would be more worried. Like I would feel the same way if they're five games back as I do if they're two back. That makes sense. Like because you have all those games head to head again. Yeah. It just feels like you just got to stay pat. And look, they won three or four from the Angels. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I know. It was, what are they a game and a half back right now? Yeah. 1.5 back. Which yeah. is yeah, one one and a half. I mean, if as long as you're right around, if you're right around there and you face off against the Mets, I think they're a better team head to head than the Mets. Person, I, don't know. I I think straight up. I think I they know. are. The pitching's better for the Mets, sure. What else do the Mets do better? Sure. Zer. DeGrom's coming back. Well, I, I think they're better overall for sure. The lineup yeah. is better. It's deeper. Yeah. The Mets lineup is deeper, I think. I, is what I'm saying. Mm. Mm. I don't know, dude. Like, I really don't. The Mets don't seem like the regular old Mets. But look, they're not tearing the world on fire. They are six and four in the la- in their last ten. The Braves are six and four in their last ten. Uh, the Angels series. This Shohei Otani guy is super overrated. He's not even that good. He's not even got. He's not even that good. You know. You're funny, dude. You he, know? Got, he got shit on in that last inning. They shouldn't have had him out there. Do, and that's why they're a thousand games back. <laughs> And that's why they're talking about yeah, But he before that he was absolutely mowing the Braves down, dude. Yeah. Just mowing right through yeah. them. So I mean, maybe let's pause on the he's not good take. But yeah, pause us. Pause, um, pause, pause, pause. Do you think he's better than Juan Soto? I don't know that I would trade Juan Soto for Otani straight up. Wait. I don't think I would. Wait. So you don't know that you would trade Juan Soto for Shohei Otani straight up. I think Juan Soto is probably better. Oh, okay. Long term. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I still worry about like. Well, f- for Otani to be a star, he's got to be pitching and hitting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just at least pitching. So I mean, the arm could go down at any time. It's happened before. He said Tommy John. He didn't pitch for like what two years, a year and a half. So yeah. It's like, I think he's an all star. Either way, like even if he only does one, but probably. he's not. But he's not. He's not an MVP candidate. No. Juan Soto is. Pretty yeah. much year in year out. So. But the thing is, you're gonna have to pay Juan Soto. Pretty quickly. I mean, not immediately. After two years, for sure. Otani, I think, is making $8 million this year. Yeah. Also, $8 I, million. I stand by the fact that I think he's the MVP. I've, I've, I think, personally. Of the American League. Yeah. It's like a Russell Wil- like the Russell Westbrook year where he averaged a triple-double. Nobody had ever done it since, you know, the Stone Age. Oscar Robinson. Robertson. So, I mean. Wow. And Otani is no longer the favorite. He should be. After the Braves pissed on him. You want to guess who is the favorite? Aaron Judge? Yes, he is. Minus 110 odds for Aaron Judge to win the MVP. Um, Shohei Otani plus 115. Jordan Alvarez plus 1,000. So it's a two-horse race for sure. Honestly, Alvarez should probably be the favorite in my mind. I think if he wouldn't have gotten hurt that he would be right there with them. But he definitely started. What, he missed like 12 games? It wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was like two weeks, yeah. Um the Yankees are just world. Be- they they are the 2022 World Series champs. There's no chance that anybody beats them. They might as well hang the banner now. The Yankees? Oh, yeah. you're, oh, you're reverse psychology right now. Maybe that's what you're doing. Okay. Maybe nobody knock on wood. I think I think that if they don't win the World Series, it would be as big of an upset as USA beating Russia in the hockey. In, in <laughs> hockey, that's that's how. I mean, they have to win the World Series. Yeah, or else that place will burn to the ground. They are good as shit, though. Like, let's make no mistake. About yeah, it. They they're really, good. really good, and the Red Sox are really, really, really bad. Uh, speaking of Boston, you want to talk a little NBA rumors? Yeah, absolutely. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for twenty plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student-athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl DeMossi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah High School sports news. Would you trade mm. Jalen Brown, plus I'm assuming a shit ton of picks, for Kevin Durant? So I think it was either Shams or Woj. Well, I don't think that. It, it definitely was, was, it was one Shams. of them. The reported, um, the reported package. And, and look, to be clear, I don't... I think everything I've read, the Celtics are not like close to acquiring KD. They've now entered the mix to where they're on the same level as the other teams who are also not that close to acquiring KD. The way I understand Boston's package makes the most sense. Right, but that doesn't make it like it's about to happen. Yeah. I still think they're further away. So here's what I I read is that it would be Jalen Brown, another player, I don't know who that player would be. Obviously not on the same level as Jalen Brown. Yeah. Then it would be 2023, 2025, 2027 first-round picks. 
And then the two years where there aren't first-round picks, so 2024 and 26, would be first-round pick swaps. Now, I think it's important to note that the Nets are the reason why the Celtics have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Both of those picks came by way of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. One of the worst trades in NBA history, I think. Easily the worst trade in NBA history. Easily. The, the worst the ever? Worst, worst, yeah. Wow. Value? I mean, it's real bad. Yeah, well, I mean, think about how terrible the Nets were for so long and they didn't have any of their own picks. They were so bad. Yeah. They were so bad. And now the, the Celtics are just, like, what if they just give them give him back the same, like, base, essentially the same pick that they used to draft Brown, they're going to give back to Brooklyn and get their best player, one of the best players in the league. If the Celtics yeah, got KD... Dude, just turning back the clock real quick. The Nets did things the right way after making that terrible trade. Yeah, they did. They, they did. did things the right way. They like built up this culture, and then they were like, you know what? Selling our soul, going to get KD and Kyrie Irving. Let's bet the house on these bros. Yeah. Who've never done shit on their own, by the way. Like, never proven that e- either one of them can, like, be the guy, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't really subscribe to that type of thing, but... If you're going to do that, look at it that way. They've never done anything on their own. They've never proven they could be the leader in the clubhouse. Bring them both in. You know what I mean? And figure it out. And it just failed so spectacularly, bro. They were doing things the right way, and then they got away from it. And I guess in hindsight, you kind of have to pull the trigger on those. But damn, bro. Well, it just goes to show you that when you're trading picks, GMs never think about three, four, five years down the line because they assume, a lot of these teams, they're assuming that they're not going to be there when those picks come to fruition. And so unless you're a team like the Clippers with Bomber or the Mavs Mavs, with with Mark Cuban, um, I mean, I even think you could say the Knicks, really, because the Dolan family is going nowhere. Knicks. uh, Uh, Atlanta makes sense, too. Wrestlers pretty heavily involved. Not like over-the-top involved, but definitely involved. All of these preseason, like, top five in the East, like, I'm seeing, like, Tim Legler, all all these NBA analysts, and I'm not, like, clowning them for what they're doing, but nowhere in the conversation seems to be the Atlanta Hawks. And, look, I'm as as tough on the Hawks, I think, as anybody that watches them semi-regularly. I don't see how you could not have them as one of the five in the East. Maybe five, six on paper right now. about seeding? In the East, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for a ceiling watch. I don't want to do that. But if you're looking at like four, five, six range for the Hawks and you, or for the East, and you don't have the Hawks in that conversation alongside Toronto, uh, well, they getting they're getting slept on. And Philadelphia, as, like as I should. think the Hawks roster matches up with Philadelphia's absolutely, especially regular. They're young too, man. Like they've got like you would think that their yeah. best players are. Are have not gotten to the point where they've they're their best yet. Yeah, right. Like they're still ascending at least minimally. Yeah, Trey Young yeah. notably. Do you see he he played in the Drew League? Yeah, didn't play all that great either. Dude, he had a sick layup though. Yeah, he, he he's like one of the guys in the league that just even his layups look cool. You you sound like you're struggling, bro. I am struggling. Is it coming back up from yeah. last night? <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. I can still talk Hawks though, bro. I uh I I don't think how I don't I don't think it's possible for me to not put them in the top four in the East. Well, who would Just, we put I'm above so, them? Milwaukee, so Boston, for sure, right? Yeah. On paper now. Yes. Milwaukee, Boston. Milwaukee, Boston. 
Miami, I would think you would have to. Yeah. You would have to right now, for sure, above Atlanta. And but we're then, just talking regular season. Like, it's not right, like right. they like, match up. But then from there, like, if you want to put Philly over Atlanta, I can I can live with that. If you want to put – if you want to put – um. Toronto, I can't live with that. I'm not good with that. Chicago, I think Atlanta's better than you Chicago. You got to think about the past two years, dude. Like the, after the second half, where they've gone on like pretty good runs. Who's that? I mean, Hawks? the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. The, people are scared off because a lot of people had them in their top five last year. Yeah, and now they don't want to make that same mistake again. Yeah, but it's like they they righted that wrong and they got in. You know what I mean? So they've played over 500 basketball the past two years. Mm. At some point, they're going to put it together for a full season. You got to think like. There's no way they start off that slow again. I'm sure maybe there's some adjustment period with Murray, uh, a lot of new faces, but they still got Trey Young. They're bringing back John Collins, who presumably will be healthy this year. Um, there will be no excuse for them to start slow. If they do, major changes. Again, like you got to think yeah. somebody's on the hot seat. Well, we're pretty somebody's sure they're bringing back John Collins. Like I don't know that well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can ever. like. But, I mean, him – Suiting up with Trey Young in the Drew League is pretty, you know, pretty big stance by. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The Drew League's having a bit of a come up. Yeah, I mean, during COVID, for sure, they were like that was the height of the Drew League, right? Yeah, yeah. Because dudes are trying to get run in. Um, I, I was trying to think of there was another non NBA basketball. Oh, the basketball tournament TBT. That tournament, no tournament has ever benefited more from COVID than TBT because now it's like, I don't know any of the teams. I'm not watching at all, but I remember how locked in we were to herd that. Hell yeah. Like, to herd the herd that team with uh, Chris Coakley, Hot Grits Podcast guest, uh, was on that team with the, with the electric white guys. I forget what his name was. The guy that was like, you wouldn't pick him in your YMCA league. Yeah. The fat white guy who would wear the undershirt with the actual sleeves. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a regular shirt. It wasn't even under. It was just a white tee. Crazy. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, though, in that in that, uh He has his own team, team, right? Uh, well, I don't know if it's called, like, the Jimmers. Well, it didn't, wasn't it Team Fredette for a while? Uh, maybe. Oh. I don't know. That, that tournament is, like, pure basketball, dude. I love wow. it. Wow. Can I give you some breaking news? Yeah. On the Hawks? Yeah. I'm going to wait for you to finish sipping that water. You're going to want to... Okay. Oh, boy. Breaking news here. A press release from the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks have requested waivers on Sharif Cooper. The Atlanta Hawks today announced that the team has placed guard Sharif Cooper on waivers. He appeared in 13 games for the Hawks last season. Cooper was selected by the Hawks 48th overall in the 2021 NBA draft so they told us that the summer league didn't matter it had to have mattered interesting they must have seen how bad it was right I'd, I'd heard some stuff about his attitude like last season that a lot of people didn't like how he was handling his role you know was he gonna make the roster this year um I think they were gonna guarantee his contract yeah wow so that's pretty significant yeah and huh. that makes me feel like a move's coming I, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. It feels like why, like you could just do that next week. Yeah. Well, also, he or, wasn't going to play like that serious of a role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's like no harm in bringing that guy back. He's really young. You know. Yeah. Unless you had a plan for that spot. He's legit at his lowest 
point. Like you would think you would try to maybe he scores forty in back to back nights in the G League or something and then Yeah. You get some kind of value for him. That's strange timing, I think. Um so a little breaking news here on the Hot Grits podcast. Um all right, let's talk John Card, then a little college football. Then we will get out of here. Johnny Card's the number one realtor in the whole world. You guys already know him. You love him. Find him. Text him at 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Um, if you want to buy real estate, sell real estate, or just learn more about the market, Johnny Card is your guy. Born and raised here. Um, like 100-time realtor of the month at Seaport Real Estate. So you know he's got his shit together. Also, top three nicest guys of all time. Tell him we sent you. He'll hook it up for you. Find him at 7505 Waters Avenue, Seaport Real Estate. Also, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Or call, text him today, 912-228-0916. Spencer Kirby Smart got paid up real nice. He got paid up real nice. Hell yeah, he did. You said SEC Media Days didn't matter. Dude, they don't matter. That's what it came out of. They don't matter. It's just a a sideshow. And I love how every Mm. single talking head, every single talking head, it was on every show on ESPN, immediately spun this to athletes aren't paid enough, NIL deal, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I saw that too. Shannon Sharp, I think, was the main... Well, it was on Pardon... Or not Pardon the Interruption. What's the other one? The, uh... Uh, like the... Around the horn? Around the horn, yeah. I where, mean, where Tony Riley gives them the points? Yeah. That's a pretty cool... I like that format. Yeah, I, I love that show. I would kick show. your ass in that I'll, show. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No shot. Yes, I would. No shot, dude. I would win that show 100%. Okay, you know dude, I've got legions of fans oh, now that oh text you every time my Arcia take is right. Come on, dog. You don't think you don't think the people will get behind me? No. All right. Not if, until you caddy for me. If, they don't trust you, bro. If we were... Fu- if the world ended, all right, and we everyone got split off into factions, dude... Who's more likely to be the leader of people, me or you? Let's be real. Let's be real. I'll answer that question. All right. You. Okay. Do you know why? Why? Because I'm in the shadows. <laughs> I don't follow a leader, dude. I'm not. I'm, I'm You're not a follow- lone wolf? No, I bring people in, but it's a collaborative okay. effort. Okay, okay, I'm not some, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not some ruler. Oh, so I'm it's the I'm the with an iron fist. So I'm the forward facing leader. You're you're like an advisor. You're, no, 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 yeah, no, no, like no, 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 no. You get me things when no, no, I need no, no, them. No, 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 no. That I'm not an advisor at all, okay, dude. Okay, I don't okay. advise you at all. Okay. In fact, I, you don't even see me. You're looking for me, but you can't find me. <laughs> and we're in the shadows, accomplishing work, dude. Working you, on society. You know that I'd be a leader, though, dude. And I'd tell my people, die for me, die for me. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and they would be like... They would consider me a god. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's the society that's- <laughs> you want to live in. Um, well, dude, I can throw the Shannon Sharp... I can throw the Shannon... <laughs> My bad, keep going. I, I can figure... <laughs> Never mind. I'm thinking Lord of the Flies scenarios yeah. here. <laughs> I'm thinking so many things. Yet. Uh, should I throw this Shannon Sharp audio in about Kirby Smart? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll throw it in right here. Kirby, stop giving a damn like you pretending like you care about what happened to you guys later in life. You got him for three to four years. That's what you care about, winning national championship. Now, Kirby Smart didn't have a problem. He said, well, the young guys are coming in and they're making more than the older guys. Kirby Smart, first job as a college head coach, he made $3.75 million. Mark Rick, when he got fired after year 15, made 4.1. He ain't mentioned nothing about that. 
Young guy coming in making damn near as much as the older guy. Mm. It wasn't a problem. These college coaches, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, all these guys got no problem with coaching salary going from five, six, eight, ten, twelve million dollars a year. But the player get a little bit of money. So what that means, you know, the little Dodge charges and challenges that y'all been bringing in and the little back alley deals that y'all been doing ain't going to be good enough now. These guys said, okay, what you got for the NIL? Georgia, what you got? Because let me tell you what Alabama, Alabama said they got 1.5 for me. Mm. You got 1.6? Mm. I'm negotiating just like you did, Kirby Smart, to get your deal at Georgia. So, look, even people that don't agree with Shannon Sharp usually seemed to get behind him on this. And I think the underlying point is that what Kirby said about NIL and about how he, quote, thought about quitting because of how difficult it was, that was tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, obviously, Kirby yeah. Smart was not going to quit. Duh. But, you know, what's interesting to me is that, like, Kirby Smart doesn't deserve all this money. He doesn't deserve to be the highest paid football coach in the country at a public university. Yeah, he does because he just did what no coach has been able to do in 40 plus years. So, and also, I think this tells you why coaches like Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, Lane Kiffin, they are willing to bend and some most of the time break rules in order to try to win a national championship because the risk is well worth it if that's the payout for winning a national title. Now, that wouldn't be the payout for every coach at every school, but you can see just how important it is. Kirby didn't get that raise after he made it to the national title game, went into overtime of the national title game, almost won it. He didn't get that raise. You right. have to win the damn thing in order to get that kind of money. And that's why coaches are willing to bend and break rules. So now when you ask like why a certain coach, again, like Jeremy Pruitt, is is continuing to do these things where he gets caught by the NCAA or he's outright breaking rules, that's why. Because the penalty is nowhere near as significant as the reward. Nowhere near. And college football has always been like that. So for for what Kirby Smart said at media days it wasn't like he was like anti-nil he's never been one of those anti-nil guys in fact i think he's been pretty pro it all he was saying was this makes our job way more difficult i agree with that duh i mean i think Dabo sweeney who's the worst person ever besides mike krzyzewski he said that three years ago before this thing even started how much more difficult it was going to be we never we never said that nil and, and paying student athletes was going to be easy Okay, but like we're working through it. We're in the early stages of it. There's no history. There's no precedent. We don't know what this is going to be. It's still taking form. Right. To, to say that Kirby like doesn't deserve or to say that he should walk back his comments because he got the money after doing the job that he was hired to do, probably better than what was expected. That to me is ass backwards. And a lot of people saying NIL is not enough, like all all that. I hear that, but you just took a giant step but forward. But we got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you took a giant step forward. And hey, it still does matter that they're going to school for free. Like people just tend to forget that. Like, yes, that was definitely not enough. It's not fair. Right. They definitely needed to be paid. And a lot of them were like, a- after like, you know, food and all that stuff, they were like, definitely not breaking even. Right. But there is some value to them winning a chain. Like, a guy from Savannah goes to Georgia, plays a role on, you know, pick a city. 
Right. Goes to Georgia, wins a national championship, never plays a day in the NFL. He is still going to have a major leg up on the rest of us. Right. You know what I mean? It matters. Right. Okay. So, like, that that college experience, all of it, coming home, he could start a fucking car dealership. You know what I mean? He can go sign autographs every now and then. He's a star for his life. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, miss me with that, dude. It's not like they get nothing. All right? Like, and we know people who have gone to play D1 football who seemingly don't have any life skills or any business skills that are still doing quite well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I can vouch for that. Chill, dog. Chill. Yeah. All right? I get that it they're not paid. It's They're not slaves, though. All right? Like, let's walk that back. And stop acting. Dude, stop acting like <laughs> every coach is the devil because he makes money. Dude, Kirby Smart is worth every fucking penny, you morons. <laughs> Period. In rant. There's the take. Uh, all right. A couple more things. Did you think s- how much money Kirby Smart brings to the fucking economy in Georgia, dude? Think about it. Like since he got, <laughs> think about it. What a, a bunch. fucking natty, dog. A bunch. Idiots. Yeah, and who, like, who is, who is more valuable to their program, any kind of program now, across the entire country than Kirby Smart? You could make an argument for Nick Saban, but I would argue that Saban has taken Alabama to a place where if he were to leave tomorrow. I don't want him to die, but if he has like real bad health issues and he's forced to leave, they're going to be good. I'd be they will be good. Like and and they're going to be they're going to be the starts, biggest name in college football, right? But maybe it starts coming back down. Yeah, but that's semi sustainable. What Georgia has become under Kirby Smart is a completely different level. It's yeah. equivalent to what Clemson did under Dabo Sweeney. Like you're a solid program, solid top twenty program. This is another. This is the next step. And so I think Kirby Smart, you can make the argument that he's more valuable to his school, his state, than any other employee in the country. He's not like Saban where he can just look out at the landscape and pick his successor and that guy will come running. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the case with Kirby Smart. It is with Nick Saban. Nick Saban could basically anyone outside of Kirby Smart be like, I want that guy to be my, like the next guy and they're going to come. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. And I think again, like to try to compare what Kirby Smart says and thinks about NIL to what what was going on with Jimbo and, and Nick Saban like that wasn't who Kirby Smart was before I don't think that's who he is now I don't think people consider him to be like an anti-student athlete person and there are those people that exist like Dabo Sweeney has said it verbatim that he didn't want it um, did you see that the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback speaking of Clemson here Clemson grad Trevor Lawrence was in Savannah last week was playing some golf. He chose to play at Bacon Park Golf Course. Now, if you're... Hilarious, dog. If you're Trevor Lawrence, how do you wind up at Bacon Park for a round? Is it that you just Google golf course near me? Has to be it, right? Or did some... Or or did he somehow arrive at that course thinking he was arriving at Savannah's nicest public golf course? And then he gets there... (sighs) And that poor guy, once he sees, like, I mean, maybe number one looks okay. I want to know what he was doing in the area, period. Yeah, what was he doing? I don't know. I mean, Jackson's not far away. He doesn't have, like, any family ties here, does he? No, I I mean, he's from Cartersville, so I guess you could make the argument he's driving from Jacksonville to Cartersville. He stops in for, like, three days. He was here for a while, If you're Trevor Lawrence, do you drive from Jacksonville to Cartersville? He was was chilling. Yeah, he definitely flies. He's chilling up at... uh, What's it called? Savannah Smiles. Oh, you saw other like photos of him already? Yeah, yeah. He was chilling at Savannah Smiles. Another that strange decision. Savannah yeah. Smiles. Well, huh. I mean, 
What? Say it. I don't know. A lot of girls there. Oh. I know he's like a happily married man, right? Like, Couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. My girlfriend would know. Yeah, for sure. Seen, call her up. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. There was pictures of him in smiles. I was actually there that night and didn't see him, but there was pictures of him there. Um, I don't know, bro. All right, well, let's get ready to get out of here. But first, a little special message. Uh, Spencer and I will be going on. We're going to leave here Monday night and go to Tybee Island to record with the guys from from behind the bar cast podcast i can't, I can't wait dude it's, about it's to be going hilarious. to be a blast so here's a little message from our guy paxton over there uh spencer and i will come right back after this and kind of explain to you guys what we're doing over there well cheers hot grits listeners i'm paxton co-host of from behind the Barcast, the podcast for bartending service industry and drinking in general right now you're listening to a dope episode well guess what from behind the Barcast is going to have Travis and Spencer on as a guest just after this. So if you want to shoot over to From Behind the Barcast to hear that segment, we're going to get juicy, baby. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about drinking. We're going to talk about... Well, you get the picture. So uh, we're on all the major platforms. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, Farmers Only, OnlyFans. So when you're done with this episode, head on over to From Behind the Barcast. Thank you in advance. All right, so obviously if you're listening to this now, that episode is already out there on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. It's from behind the Barcast. They're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I believe. So, Spencer, we're going to go down there. I wrote um, a 1,700-word story for Connect Savannah this week on the issues at Huckapoo's. Noise, ordinance issues, like, to be honest, kind of boring stuff especially for our listeners, I think. But the traction that, that Paxson's video got on Facebook, the little promo video, uh, that story coming out, led us to, I think both of us, both parties here, led us to decide we need to collaborate. We need yeah. to be on there. And it's talk, a natural fit, dude. Talk about that and talk about other things. So go check out the show now on YouTube or what you know if you want to listen to it, wherever you get them, Apple, Spotify. But I would ask you this, Spencer, when we go down there, this is a drinking podcast. Here. Yeah. Are you going to be able to drink, bro? I think, yeah, 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 dude, I'm good. I'm good. Because I'm, I'm recovered wor- now. I'm worried about you. I mean, I, my issues right now are stomach-based because I'm old. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right, having right. a little heartburn action, a little bit of mm, 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 mm-hmm. action. I don't feel hungover anymore. I feel good. You know, I didn't, I didn't get... Bad drunk. That's all you needed was to talk a little bit of Hawks. Yeah. And that gets you going, bro. <laughs> dude, also, like, I'm legitimately excited to get on the mic with these dudes because this is my wheelhouse. You know I'm out to, about to absolutely crush right now. Like, this is – we're going to do what I've been doing for, you know, the better part of my adult life. And yeah. these guys are, you know, peers. Yeah, you're – I cannot wait. I'm, not, I'm about to absolutely fucking crush. That's why it was so important that you come with me because, yeah. like, dude, we're going to talk about the connect – savannah story obviously check that out ConnectSavannah.com on wednesday um if you're interested in learning about what's going on at huckapoos but we're going to talk about that obviously but i needed you there because you are a professional bartender professional yeah. bar manager yeah. several nights a week and i have i mean i couldn't be further from that well you've worked with me before i've worked briefly. in a bunch of restaurants i've worked in a bunch like in a bunch of roles i yeah, was but- never good at any of them yeah. <laughs> 
And, and calling you a professional wouldn't be, you know, the term. There. The, whoever would call me that would have an agenda. Yeah. I would have already paid them to yes. say that. That's the yeah. only way that that would come out. And also, dude, we still never have gotten an answer on this. They might have been, one of them might have been the guy that kicked me out at your brother's wedding. You know what I mean? Oh, or, we have to ask that. Yeah. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that story. You and producer Rick. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Can't wait. That was one Can't of the wait, great. Dude. That was one of the great wedding recap episodes ever. And he's already hitting you up, like, what Spencer drink, dude? And like, what do y'all drink? Yeah, I told him. Uh, I can't wait, dude. <laughs> give me like a, give me a six pack of Coors Light. And for Spencer, it's gonna be so funny. For Spencer, you got a handle of bullet. And I was like, that I should need get a handle of bullet. I said bro. that'll get him through the first half of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> From there, two of those, and I'll be good for the night. I'm good. All right, so uh, let's get out of here. Episode 126 next week, folks. Till then, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Hold on, dude. Peace. Follow me on Twitter, at SpencerMaddox underscore. I don't want to do that anymore because you're famous now because of the video. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Sometimes I make breaking news on there, dog. All right, let's That's do it again. Follow. I'll delete this All part. Right. I promise I'll delete this part. Lies. I promise. Follow me on Twitter, at SpencerMaddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trav, how do they find you? Trav, how do they find you? At Jadon Sports for me, at Podcast Grits for the show. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Hotgritspot at gmail.com for all of your Spencer criticisms and Orlando <laughs> and Orlando RC uh, comments. Unto- Am I good to go now? Yes. Okay, until episode 125. Stay safe. 120 until episode 126. There we go. Man, have we ever done this before? Ah, man, we're not sharp today. It's all good. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.
Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy, give him a call, 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561. 